You're listening to The Daily American. Now here's your host, Dan the Man. We're back with The Daily American. We still have Mr. Richard James with us. Mr. James walked us through a very detailed and descriptive chain of events that, that had occurred in his 18 months in, in Vietnam as a Green Beret. It's now post-military for Mr. James, and I know for sure that he's certainly an author of four books. But Mr. James, talk to us some more about some some careers that you've had outside of the military, post-military career. Okay, well, first of all, it was a, as a flight instructor, getting 2,500 hours of flying time as a flight instructor. And then when I found out that I could no longer fly because of medical problems, Due to a history of blood clots, I bounced around from job to job until I finally uh, became a mail carrier. I worked for 13 years as a mail carrier, retired on disability because of my legs and feet from being a mail carrier. And with my six years Army time, it gave me 19 years with the post office. So I got to retire on disability from them with a pension. And... And after I retired, I became interested in photography. I took a correspondence course with the New York Institute of Photography, graduated from that, and went on my own to become a uh, freelance commercial photographer. Uh, and, And I specifically enjoyed doing landscape and scenic photographs, which meant, of course, going out on my feet which which weren't in that greater shape, but going out into the mountains, I, I moved to the mountains about that time, to the uh, Sierra Nevada mountain range, living at 4,300 feet in the mountains there. with some beautiful scenery, and I that started out my photography career, taking photographs all over the place, uh, being published all over the place by magazines, uh, wall calendars, including Hallmark wall calendars. And uh, all over the world, my my photography has been seen, actually. The state of California used my photography to advertise uh, the sites of California and bring people in to visit California. Wow. So it's, yeah, it's, it's been a fantastic career. And... Uh, I started writing when when I was a photographer because I found that I could sell my photography easier if I had a story to go with it. And so that turned me into uh, an author and a photographer and now just plain author and the author of uh, four books. So the, the four books are basically my life's history were from my grandkids originally, supposed to be just a notebook full of writings, but it turned into four books. So I'm happy with that. I was able, I decided not to go with a uh, a publisher as source because uh, publishers don't like to take any writers on that, that can't do a lot of traveling. And I feel that at 78 years old now, I'm and the bad case of COPD and, and just plain old age 
problems that I have traveling is, is kind of difficult on a regular basis. So I decided to self-publish and and sent my works to an editor first who was suggested by a good friend of mine, John Stryker Meyer, who was a, uh, he was with Max Sog in Vietnam. They were the people that went over the border into Laos and, and Cambodia on small, very small recon teams. Probably one of the most dangerous jobs over there. And uh, he suggested I use his daughter who was an editor to edit my books. And she's the one that said, oh, it has to be four books. So it turned into four books. And those edits that she worked on were sent to a pre-publisher down in Arizona uh, who got it ready to send off to Kindle and to Amazon. So my books are all published by Amazon. And uh, I also have eBooks that can be read online from Kindle. Wow. Uh, so, and the, the books are broken down. My, my first one is Slurp Sins uh, on Becoming a Green Beret, book one. And that's, that's this one. And that's me on the cover. That, that was my photograph of me right after graduating from Special Forces Training Group and becoming a Green Beret with the 7th Special Forces Group. Book one actually covers my life from birth to when I got my Green Beret. Okay. And so it covers my time in, in Sweden and Ireland. And, and that's a short part of my life in that book. Most of what I have in that book is the training I went through in basic training, AIT, jump school, and special forces training group. And Mr. James, are all the is it chronological? So book two would be yes, okay. yes, and, and book two is about my time as a Green Beret, and it's Slurp Sands Experiences of an A Team Green Beret, book two, and that's a photograph of me using a radio in the field in Ethiopia, and this book covers my time from when I got my Green Beret and was first put on an A-team until I began my pre-deployment training for Vietnam. So it includes my seven months that I spent in Ethiopia during their border war with Somali in 1964. And wow, it's almost like the four, it's almost like the four, the four parts of your story that we did here on The Daily American. Yes, yeah, it, it precisely is. Yeah, and number three is Slurp Sands Experiences of a Green Beret Vietnam Veteran, book three. And that photograph is a photograph of me returning from a patrol that I was on near the Cambodian border. And that's, that's how we dressed over there in Vietnam. No helmets, no flak jackets, anything like that. We, we basically took the ammunition we figured we'd need and and that was most of the load we carried. I almost always also carried a radio, even though I wasn't a radio operator. I figured that carrying a radio meant that I could talk to other people. So if we ever got into trouble, I had somebody to talk with to try to get help from them. So that's why I voluntarily carried a radio all the time. And that discusses my time going through pre-deployment training for Vietnam and all my time in Kai Kai, which was 
six months at Camp Kai Kai, which was a very active camp. And then book number four starts when I was transferred to my second camp in uh, in Vietnam, Camp Vinjan. That's a photograph of me uh, partaking in an operation where some uh, Mike Force, Special Forces people, jumped into the Seven Mountains area of uh, the Mekong Delta. Seven Mountains was basically owned by the Viet Cong. They had all sorts of tunnel systems going through those mountains, mainly on uh, what they called Nui Jai, Nui Kodo, and Nui Kam. And so this, this was when I was partaking in a, a blocking force for a big operation on that mountain, of which there were many operations. This So this book covers my time at Vinja, which was almost a year, and my time as a radio operator at the B team in Chowduck for a month, and my last month in country, which was in Baswai, at the base of these mountains, uh, going back to being a demolition sergeant again. Uh, during my time in Vietnam, I actually had many different jobs. I, I was almost always assigned as a demolition sergeant or an engineer sergeant. But because of my cross training, I also spent time as a radio operator and uh, in intel, intelligence gathering, as well as uh, because of my experience on mortars, I was almost always the gunner of the uh, largest mortar that we had that was run by the team in each one of the camps. It was, it was something I enjoyed doing. So that pretty much covers my four books. When did you wrap up the writing for the books? Uh, the last one was last year, as a matter of fact. Uh, if I remember correctly, it was right around November, October, November, that the last one was, was printed off. I worked on it uh, very hard for about the last two years, but I, the whole thing has taken a long time for me to gather information and, and write the books. I've done a lot of research because the books doesn't just, they don't just cover my time in, uh, in special forces. It is also a historical outlook of, what happened, especially with special forces units during the time I was in special forces. So even though part of it is from when I'm in the United States, I talk about uh, battles that special forces was involved in in Vietnam. And now I'm working on a fifth book that who knows if I'll finish it or not, but it's, it's going to be uh, titled special forces in Southeast Asia. And it's, it's uh, what I'm writing about basically is the history of, of special forces in Vietnam, Laos, Thailand, and Cambodia. Wow. So I'm still staying busy. Yeah, you <laughs> sure are. <laughs> I want to make sure the audience checks out Slurp Sense, um, the memoirs of Mr. Dick James. These are uh, obviously I... I don't know too much about him, but I do know this man's story and he kind of broke it down in a four part series for us here on the daily American. And I'm definitely going to take a look into these books, Mr. James, if I, if I had, um, just one last question for you, what, 
if you only had, you know, a couple pieces of advice to, to, to give those who are listening, what do you think, what do you think that would be? Uh, never give up. Always have a goal in sight and, and don't give up until you reach that goal. You guys heard because it. There are too many people that, that try something and then just, just quit. I did that one time. I tried out for football in high school and didn't make the grade, and I quit. And my father had uh, had paid for, and he didn't like to pay for anything. He paid for my cleats. And he said, that's the last time I ever pay for anything for you. So uh, from the time that I quit, and I was a sophomore in high school at that time, or no, a junior, uh, from that time on, I told myself, I will never quit. I will never be known as a quitter. And I have always given up my best ever since then. Wow, Mr. James, I mean, I could certainly take take that advice, um, advice extremely personally. Because, you know, sometimes, no matter what it is, um, you know, people want to quit. But, you know, after hearing... You saying that, and that's your one piece of advice, you could bet your ass I'm not quitting anything moving forward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the best that I can offer for, for doing what you want to do in life. That's awesome, Mr. James. You guys make sure you check out his books. They'll be in the details of this podcast. Um, the one last thing I want to say is that, you know, we, you guys have just had the privilege of hearing firsthand, a firsthand account of this man's life story from, you know, from a living legend, Mr. Richard James, you know, the, the Daily American always and will forever welcome you back. And I look forward to getting to know you more. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. It's been enjoyable. <laughs>